At the outset of uh, my homily today, I want to try something a little bit different. Each one of you, from little, you little ones, and a little bit bigger, and a little bit bigger, and a little bit older, and, you know, all of us, I want you to consider the question and have an answer to it. What difference does Jesus make in my life? Why do I follow Jesus? I mean, basically, why Jesus? Why do I follow him? What difference does he make? Why am I a Christian? But specifically, Jesus. And each one of us should have a fairly succinct, kids, I mean short, you should have a really pretty short answer. Why does Jesus matter to me? Okay. Now, last week, I, I spoke about invitation and how that can be very powerful and, and you know, um, can really change lives, <clears throat> particularly when we're dealing with, you know, relatives or, or, you know, friends who have stopped going to church and they're kind of searching or just other people who are searching the power of invitation and what a simple invitation can do to, to really change one's life. And I know I'm not the only one who has had incredible things happen to me because of those invitations. Now, the gospel today turns to what we call evangelization. And this is something that the, the church used to do quite, quite regularly, but we don't really do that much. We don't do it very well anymore. And so what is evangelization, right? Because we see it kind of what Jesus is calling his apostles to in the gospel, right? They're, they're fishermen, um, and so they have this understanding of how to, you know, catch things, right? They, there's this dynamic of, of fishing that exists within them. They understand about gathering and, and the rest, right? So Jesus, though, calls them out of that line of work, out of that vocation, and says, from now on, you're going to be catching men. From now on, you're going to be bringing people to God. That's going to be your job. That's your task. And really, this gospel fuels my entire pastoral approach and has the entire time I've been here. You know, So if, if you want to know what is Father John about, well, there probably is a lot of things. But as far as running the parish, what is he about? Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. I am going to try to catch as many fish and get them into the boat as I can. That is my goal. And you might say, well, is that all? And, I, and my response is, if I can get you here, there's all kinds of stuff that's going to happen. But if you're not here, or if they're not here, there, there's nothing we can do. And I have a particular heart, you know, for those those fish who have really, really swum a long ways away and don't think that they fit, don't, fit, don't think that they're welcome in the boat, they don't think they're welcome in the church. I have a particular love for those. I think because we've all probably felt that way. So Jesus calls his, this is, you know, the essential dynamic of their mission as apostles is to bring people to God. 
But it's also given to all of us, not just priests, it's given to all of us that this should be our mission as well. How to bring people to God and how to do it well. And it changes, the dynamic changes as culture changes because people receive that message differently at different times. And there are different sort of presuppositions within the culture that make it more difficult and a little bit easier at different eras, et cetera. And so understanding the culture really matters as far as our effectiveness in how to do this. For instance, as a culture becomes more and more anti-God, becomes less and less Christian, right? I mean, our, our Western civilization was founded as really a Christian civilization, but um, particularly over the last few hundred years, we've been, um, it's kind of been exponential Um, but we've been moving further and further away from God. So when you live in a culture that the media and and all the rest basically lives as though God doesn't exist, whether they do it intentionally, you know, they're atheists, they just completely reject God, or they just live as practical atheists, just live like God doesn't exist. The end result is the same. And what happens is people... uh, come to certain presuppositions about where they stand with eternity. One of those is, well, none of us are really that bad. You know, we're all, if there's a heaven, we're all going to heaven. We're all kind of good people. What happens in a culture that has left Christianity is they no longer take sin seriously, right? There is no sin. There's just individual choice and freedom. And, you know, you can, you can choose to be and do whatever you want. And that also has to be validated by everybody else. Notice that as soon as you criticize an action, you're immediately accused of some kind of phobia, which isn't even true intellectually. A phobia is an irrational fear of something, not a a criticism of a particular action or, or principle or held belief. Anyway. But what, what ends up having to happen, and we know how this works even, even with our, in our own humanity, is that the culture needs to defend itself. It needs to make excuses for itself. We're, none of us are really that bad. None of us would go to hell. I mean, God's a loving God. He wouldn't send us to hell. And I agree. God is a loving God. He doesn't send anyone to hell. They choose it themselves. And they're free to choose it. Because we believe, the church believes, without any kind of waffling that there's only one way to be saved, and that is Jesus Christ. That's it. What about all the, it doesn't matter, whatever what ifs you want to think of, if people are saved, they are saved through the Savior, and there is only one, Jesus Christ. And so it should matter to us whether or not other people at least have the opportunity to know Jesus Christ. Now, how do we do this? Well, I don't think it's good to badger people about it, right? We've all seen how some people can talk to us about Jesus Christ and we feel like, come on, you know, is that even real? I mean, you're a weirdo. Like, don't be a weirdo. Do not aspire to be a weirdo Catholic, right? Let them go to other Catholic churches. Here, let's just be regular, normal, meat and potato Catholics. Um, just regular people, human people, right? Um, so the, the weird stuff, it, it always makes people feel uncomfortable and it's, it's just odd anyway, right? A lot of times people are just sort of doing that for their own need. 
Evangelization is this. Now remember, where is the word, what's the etymology of evangelization? Evangelium, the gospel, the good news. What does it mean to evangelize? It just means to share the good news. It doesn't mean to change the other person. It doesn't mean to, to get them to do something in particular. It's to proclaim the good news. That's it. And it, by the way, it's supposed to be good news. Hence, joyful Catholicism. What a concept. You know, grumpy Catholicism, again, different Catholic church. Sad Catholicism, different Catholic church. Not here. You know, we'll deal with sadness, as some of us are very heavily today. But... Um, <laughs> how do you miss that kick? Thank you for your consolation. I almost wore black today, but I thought... Anyway, so... Uh, you know, we do have sadness, we do have ups and downs and all the rest, and, and we were there to support each other. But in the main, this is good news. This is good news that our sins don't win, that our failures don't win, they don't overcome us, that evil in the end doesn't win because Jesus is Lord of all of it. You know, he reigns over all of it. And in the end, all of the suffering, all of the weakness, all of the evil, for those who accept Christ, goes away. And so we go back to your story. What's going to happen? And this is how, this is simply what I, the way I encourage you to evangelize is you'll get opportunities, you know, because you'll share randomly. You'll share that you go to this, this, this one particular church and and somebody's going to ask you about it, or they're going to ask you about your life. You know, so you believe in God? Yeah, I believe. And it's going to be more and more increasingly that this is going to be happening. You believe in God, really. You're a Catholic. You practice. And your answer needs to be what I started with. Why does Jesus matter to you? It's not just about being Catholic. Being Catholic is all a vehicle to get to Jesus, that's the whole mission of the church is to get to Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And so it can't be just, well, I practice the faith because I'm Catholic and blah, 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 and it's all obligatory and all the rest. That doesn't set people free. Jesus is the only one who sets people free. And so we need to have an answer. And it, it should be, it doesn't need to be anything other than what's true. Why does Jesus matter to you? And that is good news. And people want to hear that. That convicts people. That convicts the heart. That's how you evangelize. To have been evangelized is one who has heard the message, accepted it, and responds in faith. That's not our job. I mean, that's our job to do that, if you will, ourselves. But presumably, we are evangelized. We've heard the good news. We've accepted it. And through an act of faith, we continue every day in active faith, continue to live the best we can as Christians following Jesus. But our role in evangelizing is sharing the good news, not overwhelming people, not being weird, not you know trying to force them into anything in particular. When we share our heart and we share, and it starts with the families, 
Your kids should know why Jesus matters to you. Children, that's your job this week. Ask your parents, give them a little time to make sure they get an answer. They got to think about it. But children, ask your parents. You should really know. Ask your mom, ask your dad, why does Jesus matter to you? And it should be good news. This shouldn't be hard to share. It doesn't have to be deep, and, and it, can, it can just be, Jesus sets me free. He forgives my sins. He loves me unconditionally. It, it can be whatever it is for you. And when we share that, it's powerful, and it changes people's lives. So I encourage you to, uh, to have your reason. You might have more than one, but have a concise message This is why I love Jesus. This is what he does for me. This is how I am set free. This is why I'm Christian. Please stand.